Welcome, and thank you for stopping by Biker Church, Wiley, Texas. Let's go on in and see what J.R. Franklin has to teach us today. Y'all blessed to be here this morning. Say amen. amen. I don't know how this is going to go or where it's going to end up. So y'all sit down, put on your seatbelts, and hang on. You got me all. We're having we're having new technology this morning. So give her a second here. You got it all going. Any you good back there? All right. First thing I want to say is welcome to the house of God. Amen. You know, sometimes on Sunday mornings I get up and it's get my coffee, eat some breakfast, take my medicine. And I kind of know where I'm going, what I'm going to do. And I get dressed and I get ready to come up here and I get in the old, the old Tahoe and I drive up in the parking lot and everything I had in my mind, everything I had in my heart, just gets wiped out. And when that happens, I usually say, oh, God, what's going on now? But this morning, it didn't happen. This morning, I got up with something in my heart that God put in my mind last night when I was sleeping to the point that I actually, and I don't tell you all this very often, I actually dreamed about this. And I felt something inside of me change. I felt like peace just came over me. And there's no reason for me to be at peace right now. Not if I look at the world and what's going on. There should be no, I should be angry. I should be hurt. But I'm not. I'm not hurt at all. I'm not angry. And I know you're sitting there going, Jerry, how could you not be angry? It's simple if you really think about it. If you think about how simple it is, it's not that hard to figure out. Y'all go back in the Bible with me a little bit. You remember when the Israelites were set free from Egypt? And they came out into the desert and they were all happy and going on and glad to be gone from there. And they were celebrating and having a good old time and everything was going great until something happened. And they looked back behind them and they saw this great big old cloud of dust. Guess what the dust was? The Egyptians coming after them. And all of a sudden, when they saw all that turmoil going on behind them, what did they do? They started complaining, didn't they? They started griping and they said, What did you do? Bring us out here in the desert to be ran over by the chariots? And they were, they were mad and they were furious about what was going on. And all of a sudden, a tornado of fire came down from the sky and blocked the Egyptians' way. Now, I can see that happening. Can y'all? They're out there wondering, why is God bringing us out here to kill us? But all of a sudden, there's a big storm or a big tornado of fire that stopped them from getting there. And I can see God in this, saying, do you trust me now? Do you believe in me now? Do you see that I got your back? Do you see that no matter what you see, I see it in a different way? 
He put that pillar of fire there to stop him from proceeding, didn't he? And then he did something else that was even more cooler than that. He gave Moses' staff power to split the Red Sea. Gave him a way out. And when they had the way out and they started going forward, listen to me, when they started going forward, the fire went out. And here come the Egyptians again. What did they do? Oh, we're going to die. We're going to die. Until they crossed the sea. And when they were halfway across the sea, the Egyptians got to the shore of the sea, and they went into the sea. And what did God do? God collapsed the sea on them, didn't he? I can see God saying this to Jesus. Did they trust me now? Do they see my power now? Do they see what I have for them now? They're not only going to get out, they're going to get out scot-free with no, no mud on their feet. No trash in their clothes. No nothing. They came out of it unscathed. And they still had the inheritance that he promised them, didn't they? Oh, can y'all see this? Let's flip up a little bit further into the Bible. Y'all remember the story of Job? Job, one of the richest men in the world. One of the most godly men that God had at the time. And the devil went to God and said, God, if you take your hand off of him, he'll curse you. He'll turn away from you if you take his hand off of him. God said, okay, go after it. The only thing you can't do is kill him. That's the only thing you can't do to him. Job lost everything he had, didn't he? He lost all of his animals. He lost his house. He lost his kids. He lost everything. Job sitting in a pit of ashes with boils all over his body, suffering. What is Job's answer? Praise God. In his terrible state that he could possibly be in, he looked over at the devil and said, what is it you think now? Do you trust me? Do you know that I'm still in charge? Do you know that I got this? And what happened to Job? Job turned from his bitterness and his sorrow and his hurt and his pain and what he thought was the most awful thing that ever happened in his life. What did he do? He praised God. He gave God praise and glory. He said, thank you, God, for everything. I trust you and I know you and I know that you've got this. And what did God do? He built him back, didn't he? Gave him back twice what he had. Double everything he had. He gave him back seven more kids, didn't he? He gave him back seven more kids to replace the kids. He gave him double the kids that he had in his life. But what is the story here? What is the purpose of this story? Never lose your trust in God. No matter what you see with your eye, right now we see turmoil in our country. We see diseases taking over. We see corruption in our government. We see all kinds of things going on. And if you don't see the corruption in the government, then you're okay too. That's all right if you can't see it. But it's there. And what are we as people supposed to do? We trust God, don't we? Do you trust me? Do you trust Him? Do you know that His ways don't always equal up to what we want? But there's a purpose for what's going on. Sicknesses. Oh, my God. 
I'm so sick and tired of people being sick. Don't get me wrong. I love y'all. And I want to know when you're sick. But it's most discouraging thing in the world when we see sickness running rampant. But do you trust God? Do you trust His ability to fix things? Do you trust His ability to be doing the right thing at the right time, at the right moment, for the right reason? Oh, we ask that question all the time, don't we? God, why do you allow this? Can I give you some answers from God? He allows it to show who He is. We get so complacent in our lives and we get so built up in what we're doing and we think we're the ones that are doing it and we take our faith away from God. God steps up and takes everything away from us to show us that He is still God. And if we'll trust Him and believe Him and worship Him and praise His name even in the worst of times, He's always there. He tells us to keep going. Don't stop. You're going to be weary. You're going to get worn down. <coughs> You're going to get broken sometimes. But keep trusting me. Keep going forward. Even when you don't have a reason to, go forward. Jonah in the belly of the whale. How do you think his day went? I mean, ain't none of y'all been in the belly of a whale, have you? You ain't been fish food. But in his worst situation, what did God do? He showed up, didn't he? He showed up and showed out. He made Jonah do what he was telling Jonah to do. Jonah didn't want to go. He didn't want to be fish food either. So God has a way of getting to us, don't he? I can keep going on story after story after story in the Bible where the world looked at what was going on and thought, where is God? Where is God at? Why is God allowing this? Why is God allowing this stuff to happen to us? Why can't it be the way we wanted it in the first place? Can I tell you something? It may be because God didn't want you to have it that way right now because you were getting too big for your own britches. You're getting too dependent on us. We're getting too dependent on our government. We're getting too dependent on things of this world and not trusting Him with the important stuff. It's time that we start doing what God said. He said, trust me. Put your faith in me. Stop looking at what you see and start looking at what you need. What do we want it to be? How many times y'all heard that said, don't look at it the way it is, look at it the way you want it to be? Woo, come on. I want this world to be a peaceful, loving place. But can I tell you something? This book tells me that ain't going to happen. There's always going to be something going on. There's always going to be threats of war. There's always going to be turmoil. There's always going to be corrupted governments. There's always going to be corruption in our lives. There's always going to be illnesses. There's always going to be trouble. But he tells me this. In Isaiah. Isaiah. Verse 40. Uh, chapter 40. Says this. Y'all ready? 
How can you say the Lord does not see your troubles? How can you say he refuses to hear your cause? Have you never heard or understood? Don't you know that the Lord is an everlasting God, the creator of all the earth? He never grows faint or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to those who are tired and worn out. He offers strength to the weak. Even youth will become exhausted, and young men will give up. But those who wait on the Lord will find new strength. They will fly high on wings of eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Ooh, God. Talk to me, Jesus. Talk to me, Holy Spirit. I'm going to get tired, folks. I'm going to get wore down. I'm going to get weary. I'm going to depend on God more than I do myself because that's what he intended us to do in the first place. He don't want us depending on our own strength. He said you can do all things through who? 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 Who strengthens me. Christ strengthens me. It's not my ability. It's not my place to worry. It's not my place to, to do the, the corrupted thing. My place is to trust in my Savior for my strength, my courage, my understanding, and my walk with God. And if I can put my faith in Christ, what else do I need? Oh, I've got people all over the city, all over the state of Texas, all over the United States. They're all crying. Oh, we didn't win the election. Get over it. Suck it up, buttercup. It wasn't God's intention for it to be that easy or it had been done. There's a lesson here. There's something going to happen. There's something going to change. There's something going to be so magnificent that when it's over with, people across the world that would not accept God for who He was is going to stand up and say, That's God! God did that. It's coming. Oh, everybody's worried about the end of time. I'm not worried about the end of time. I'm worried about the revival of God's church. God's people are going to stand up and start shouting. God's people are going to start understanding that not everything has to be the way we want it, but as long as it's what He wants. Oh, I'm not, I'm not happy with the things that are going on in our world today. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not happy about it at all. I'm not happy about people lying and people stealing, and people cheating. I'm not, I'm not happy about people living how they want to live and not living by the Word of God. It does not make me happy to see that going on. But my strength does not come from my understanding. My strength does not come from what I see. My strength comes from the God that I serve that tells me I still got this. Do you trust me? Do you trust Him? And quit complaining. Start praising. God don't want your shopping list of your needs or your wants. He wants your praise. He wants you to glorify His name. When you stand up in front of people, don't walk around with your head down. Walk around with your hands up in the air praising God, giving God the glory for what's going on around us. Because no matter what's happening, God's still in charge. Now, there may be a different president today, and I understand that. I understand a lot of people have mixed feelings about it. I understand there's a lot of hurt about it. 
But I want you to understand something. And the Bible tells us that no one gets in power unless God allows it. If God didn't allow it, it wouldn't have happened. Now, is there a reason for it? I can't see it. I can't see what it is, but I trust Him. I believe that He has the wisdom to know what He's doing is right. What He's doing is what we need right now. It may not be what I agree with. I don't agree with abortion. I don't agree with all that stuff. But you know what? It may not be about me. It may not be about you, Buttercup. It may be somebody out there that needs to see God's power and God's wisdom and what God will do. You want to change somebody? Let God work. Because let me tell you something. You can't change yourself. You can't change anybody. I, I got tickled. I get tickled at these people come to me for counseling on wedding, on marriages, and they say, well, when I married her or him, I thought I would be able to change them to be what I wanted them to be. The only thing you can change is that diaper that kid y'all made. That's the only thing you can change. You're not going to change me. You're not going to change Luana. You're not going to change Diane. You're not going to change anybody. God will change them. God can change you. Trust me that. God can change the way you think, the way you look at things, and the way you approach stuff. Oh, Jerry, I'm trying to change my life. I, I want to be a better person. Stop trying to change yourself and start listening to God. Do what God tells you to do, not what you say to do. Run, but don't get weary. Fight the good fight. Stand up for the man that's in charge of this thing. God is the creator of all life. He has the authority to take it or to make it. No one else does. Oh, I'm not, I'm a firm believer that we go to the doctor, guys. Go to the doctor. If you're sick, go to a doctor. Because God made doctors. God gave people the ability to heal the body with chemicals. I ain't saying it's always good, but hey, what we got. He's always had doctors all through history, hasn't he? He's always had healers to help heal our bodies. So trust that doctor with what you got. But trust God more. Put your faith in God. Can God do what he wants to? I know a couple people in this room, and I'm not going to call their names because y'all have heard their names so many times, y'all probably already know who I'm talking about. They were on their last legs. They had no hope. They'd given up on it. But God didn't give up on them. God healed them. There's people in this room walking around that had cancer that is completely cancer-free for five or six years now. There's people in this room that's had 10 heart attacks. Should be dead. But he's still up. And he's still on his feet. He's still preaching. He's still screaming at the top of his lungs sometimes. And he just keeps on going like a little Energizer battery bunny. Because God is my energy. He's my strength. He's my power. He's my everything. He keeps me moving when I don't want to move. He takes me to church when I don't want to go. He teaches me to preach when I don't want to preach. He gives me the life to live when I don't want to live no more. He gives me everything I have. Even if I don't want it, He gives it to me. It's about Him. It's not about me. He's the buttercup. I'm his buttercup. I'll do what he tells me to do. When I walk in the presence of God, when I walk in the presence of God, 
my strength is renewed. My power is renewed. My spirit is renewed. And most of all, like Peter stepping out on the water in the boat, he stepped out on the water and he was walking up to Jesus and he saw, he took his eyes off of Christ and he put his eyes on the wind and the wave and he sunk like a rock. And Jesus picked him up, put him back in the boat and said, do you trust me now? He was drowning until Jesus picked him back up. He was going to die if Jesus hadn't picked him back up. And he asked, do you trust me now? Do you believe in me now? Do you still have faith in me? Do you have the ability to see that what you see is not what I see? And what you think is not what I think? And what I give you is not what you may want it, but it's what you needed? Is that it? Is that my, is that my sign I'm over? <laughs> Listen to me. The Word of God is the Word of God. And God is still in charge. And his question to you today is, do you trust me? Do you believe in what I'm doing? Do you believe I'm still in charge? Think about that for a minute. Oh, your spirit may be hurting. Your mind may be racing. You may be looking at the world as a turmoil place. You may not understand everything God's doing. But I assure you this. He's still God. And he knows what he's doing. Are you willing to stand up with him? Are you willing to praise him even when it don't look like you need to? Y'all don't get lost on me now. Come on. Y'all get behind me here. because I need my errands today. I need my Jacobs today. When my arms get so tired I can't praise no more, I want somebody in this room to lift my arms where I can praise. I want somebody to give me the strength to do it. I want somebody to stand behind me and say, J.R., you're right. God is still in charge. God is still the purpose of our lives. And we are to worship Him and serve Him and trust Him with everything that's going on. Even when we don't understand it, still trust Him. Somebody needed to hear that this morning. I don't know who. Maybe it was me. Hope it was me because I needed to hear it. I needed to hear that God's still in charge. I need to hear that God has still got this. It ain't me got it. It's Him got it. Put down your sword. Put down your swords. Put down your anger. Put down your non-trust. Put down your verbal abuse of the world. And start praising God with every word of your mouth. Give God praise on everything, and God will heal our land. He said, turn from your evilness. Humble yourself, and I will hear your prayers in heaven, and I will heal your land. If you don't praise, you don't humble yourself, and you don't turn from your evil ways, He's not going to hear you, and He's not going to heal our land, and we're all going to perish in this place. But that's not Him. He said, Jared, do you trust me? I trust Him with everything. I trust him that he's going to do what he said he would do. I trust him that he's going to be there until the last moment when he tells Jesus, go get my kids. Bring them home. Even when that starts happening, you better trust him then. Because if you can't trust him then, you didn't know him at all. I trust that no matter what goes on in this world, I still got a kingdom in heaven that's waiting on me. I got a God that loves me. I got a Savior that protects me 
and I got a Holy Spirit that will bring me comfort. Even when there's no reason for me to be comforted, He will still bring me comfort, and He will bring me peace, and He will bring me joy. And I can live that John 10, 10. The devil is a liar. He comes to seek, to destroy, and to kill. But I have come that you may have life more abundant and full of joy. I want joy back in my life. I want people to understand that my God is still in charge, and that this land is not hurt, and that this country is not going to fall, and this world is not going to go away until God says, Go get my kids. And we need to be praising Him every day. Oh, some of y'all don't understand that, right? There's some folks out there around this place that hear my voice that don't understand that. But they don't understand something else. Until you accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Spirit, and you get that evilness out of you, and you ask for forgiveness, and He comes into your life, and He changes your spirit to His spirit. You will not understand the power of God or God's purposes until you have the Spirit of Christ living inside of you. Because without that Spirit, you're bound for hell. You're lost. And none of this applies to you. The comfort of God does not apply to the lost. It applies to the saved. And how do we get drawn? It says the Holy Spirit draws us. Where does faith come from? Hearing the Word of God. If somebody don't preach it, who's going to hear it? Somebody don't tell about God, who's going to hear it? We got to have preachers. We got to have teachers of the Word. And yes, there is a possibility, a very light possibility, I think, that somebody along the line may say it's illegal for me to preach. But when they tell me it's against the law to preach, it hasn't stopped me in my past life. It didn't stop me in my drag racing time. It didn't stop me in my motorcycle riding time. I broke the law all the time. If I got to break the law of men to serve God, I'm going to break the law. I broke the law when I was with the devil. Why can't I break it when I'm with God? Because the book says follow the laws of men unless it doesn't line up with the Word of God. If it lines up with the Word of God, it ain't breaking the law, is it? Whew. Hallelujah, people. I may have to go underground to preach, but if I do, y'all going with me? I got technology. We can get the Word out. Man, he's got me. And he's got my back. Barbara's got the recorder for the radio. Chuck Bryan at WOTG. I guarantee you, these people that know how to run these radio stations and TV stations, they know how to underground messages out to you. China's doing it every day. Africa's doing it all the time. There's countries all over the world that preachers are not allowed to preach, but they're still getting the word out. God doesn't stop because man says so. Catch us now. <laughs> I was a true outlaw. You know why I know I was a true outlaw? I never got caught. I have a friend of mine who's got a son. He... He was in a bunch of trouble here a few years ago. And he said, will you talk to my boy? I said, yeah, I'll talk to him. I got him in the truck with me. We were riding around. I said, what do you want to be in your life? I want to be like you and Daddy. I want to be an outlaw biker. I looked over at him and said, boy, you better change your mind because you ain't good enough at it. You get caught too easy. An outlaw don't get caught, do they? A true outlaw don't get caught. <laughs> <laughs> fine line usually that fine line gets crossed every once in a while let me tell you something folks 
Jesus Christ was my only friend outlaw. Thank God he never got caught until he wanted to. He didn't get caught till he wanted to get caught. But you know what? You're an outlaw too. You're already an outlaw. Because the world don't like us. The world don't like us telling them it's going to be all right. The world don't like us telling us there's another place for us to go. There's a song out there. I don't know if we got it or not. But it's called, This Ain't My Home. This Ain't My Home. I'm just passing through. I got a home in glory that outshines the sun. I got a mansion waiting on me. I got a mansion waiting on me. And I got a new gold wing waiting on me. I don't think there's any need for it because we don't get dirty. Our linen is white as snow. We don't get dirty there. There ain't no filth in that place. There ain't no B.O. and there ain't none of that stuff. There ain't nothing to make you cry. God's not a sad place. God's a joyful place. I'm waiting on the day that I can walk through those gates and start praising God for the rest of my eternity. But I don't have to wait that long, do I? I don't have to wait to start praising Him. I can praise Him right here, right now. I can lift my hands up and say, thank you, God, for everything you've done in this world today. Thank you for all the things that are going on. Thank you for the lessons you're teaching me. Thank you for the things that are going on that I can see your wonderful power and your grace and your mercy and your strength. And I can gain strength from you for being in a child of God. There is a reason for us to be here. Step out of your world of sin and step into the world of God. How do I do that, Jr.? The most simple thing you'll ever do in your life. First off, tell God who you are. You tell God, I'm a sinner. I'm lost. And then ask Him to do something for you. Ask Him to forgive you of all the wrongs you've ever done. Ask Him to come into your life and make you a new creation. And make a commitment to Him that you will serve Him the rest of your life. Tell you right now, the moment you do that, the angels in heaven will start rejoicing. And you'll receive something that you've never received in your whole life. You will receive a new body, a new soul, a new spirit. And God will start answering your prayers and He will start doing things for you that you don't understand. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Sometimes we have to go through the fire, don't we? Sometimes we have to suffer the hurts. Sometimes we have to endure the loss. But most of the time, when we endure that loss and we endure that sorrow, what's on the other side? Joy and peace. I surrender myself to God this morning. I raise my hands to Him and I say, God, you're my God. I trust you and I need you. I need you to come into my life again. Renew my walk with you. Show me where I have failed you. Teach me how to live for you. Raise me up to a new level. Show me what I need to do. And most of all, Lord, I trust you with not only my life, but all the lives around me. And I give you glory and I give you honor for who you are. 
I believe in your son Jesus that died on the cross for me. That I don't have to go to hell. That my spirit can be renewed and I can walk in robes white as snow. And that there is no hell for me. Not on this earth and not in the afterlife. There is no hell for me because I belong to God. I belong to God. I'm a son of God. And I will not suffer. I will have peace in my life. If I trust Him. If you're lost in this room today or in the sound of my voice and you don't understand God at all, you never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, right now is the moment you need to turn your life over to God. You need to ask Jesus to come into your life. You've never done it. It's a free gift. It won't cost you anything. But the rewards are so great. The peace you get from it is worth every moment of it. Yes, there's going to be some changes made in your life, and you may not like some of the changes. But God didn't ask you to like it. He just told you to do it. He didn't say you had to get along with it. He just said you had to do it. Are you willing today to trust God and truly trust Him to know that no matter what happens in our physical, our spiritual walk is still with God and that no one, no weapon formed against us can hurt us. Y'all believe that? Then why are we so down? Why are we so worried about what's going on around us? God's sitting on his throne this morning. And his question to you is, do you trust me? Do you trust him? Stop trying to win battles you can't win. And start winning the ones you can. Battle with yourself about your walk with God. Praise him. Give him glory and give him honor. In Jesus' name. Dear Heavenly Father God, I want you to look in each person in this room and each person on the radio and on the TV station around the world. I want you to look into their lives today and ask this question. Do you trust me? Are you willing to put your life in my hands? Are you willing to put everything you are in the hands of God? If you've accepted my Son as Lord and Savior and you know the truth is the truth, then trust me and watch what I do. Folks, if you've never accepted Christ, today is the day. Right now is the time. No matter where you are, what time of the day it is when you see or hear this message, if God's talking to you, answer the call. This is a time when God... People said they want revival. When does revival usually come? In the midst of the fire. When people are going through the worst thing they can go through, that's when God shows up and shows off. And our country right now is going through some trouble. It may be to bring people to God that never thought about it before. Everything was going good and everything was moving along the way they wanted it to. And now all of a sudden the rug's been jerked out from under us. And we got nobody to trust anymore. You can't trust your government anymore. You can't trust your officials. 
Maybe we need to start trusting the real king, the king of heaven, God himself. Put your faith in him, not in any man. The Bible says man will let you down, but I won't. Man will turn their back on you, but I won't. Man will put you through hell on earth, but I won't. Do you trust him? Walk out of here today and remember those words that's written across the top of our money. I want you to really think about that for a minute. Do we really trust him? It says, in God we trust. When are we going to start doing that? Amen. Y'all are dismissed. Thank you for joining us today. If you have prayer requests or need to contact us, please email us at bikerchurchwileytexas at gmail.com or call 214-283-0620. Please send all written correspondence to 303 Highway 78, Suite 103, Wiley, Texas 75098. And if you wish to make a donation, please make all checks payable to PSMM. God bless you and have a great day.